0: Welcome to Senequanon News, I'm your anchor persona non Grata. Our card today covers the Hamas attacks, terrorist solution, and Trump theory. Recently Hamas breached the Israeli border and massacred over 1200 citizens, primarily Israeli along with a few Americans and a few other non-Israelis. Among the slain were the elderly, women, children, and even babies. Hostages were also taken back to Palestine including Americans. Israel has declared war on Hamas and vowed to eradicate it. Nothing is more amazing than the polarized responses from the media, educational institutions, and people from around the world. It runs the gamut from all-out war in the Middle East to boots on the ground in Israel to complete isolationism. Opinions range from absolute solidarity with Israel to beyond complete solidarity with Hamas amplified with gas to Jews actually there is no range here just cohorts on either point with precious little in between is there a right or wrong answer here? is this just a political question? the perennial modus operandi for decades has been land for peace yet when they invaded they took no land Does Allahu Akbar mean, give me your land, or God is great? They call themselves freedom fighters, yet they scream death to the Jews. They accuse the IDF of atrocities with no evidence or false evidence, yet they film and post their own atrocities to the internet like trophies. They live in an open-air prison of their own making, yet they blame Israel. Land for Peace was an invention of Western nations to sign deals and forfeit money to foreigners. Of course, don't forget the government vague. Palestine has rejected Land for Peace with terroristic violence in practically every instance. Israeli violence in nearly all instances had been in response to terror attacks, though all Palestinian pal- proponents call them isolated terrorist acts. The Palestinians use women and children as human shields for propaganda purposes so blatantly that you just can't call it propaganda. You have to call it bullshit. You say this isn't your fight, yet they killed 15 Americans that took 22 American hostages. This isn't high school where you're stuck with your team. This is the real world where your decisions have consequences. This isn't the place For contrarian narcissists with their pathological masochisms. Nor is it the place for fence-sitting cowards virtue signaling their anti-war courage. Neither might nor popularity makes right. Sticking with your team after demonstrated depravity makes you one of them. It does not illustrate your understanding and empathy. It is submission. That is the conversion tenet of Islam. Submit or die. Now is the time to call out your enemies publicly. Now is the time to call out your friends and family privately to show them the error of their ways. It could be time to walk away. That is your decision. Personally, I can't put anything above truth and some hardcore principles. How has the media handled this? Mostly poorly. I have heard Tucker go abjectly isolationist and absolutely no involvement. Too many isolationists keep assuming any support for Israel at all means American boots on the ground. Israel hasn't asked for this, and our government has steadfastly maintained a hands-off approach, but complete moral backing and buffering Israel from any other Middle Eastern countries interfering. Andy Murray and Ben Shapiro have been making the case for Israel, which they simply do by reciting facts. They have to do this because the Muslim lobby is already trying to rally international support for shutting down the Israeli response. I'm just glad no one's sponsoring terrorism. How do you solve the terrorist problem? Take over a country that sponsors terrorism. The foremost candidate for that is Iran. While Mideastern countries may have a corner on the terrorism market, they don't have a clue on how to fight a war, much less win a war. Iran and Iraq were in a decade-long war that neither side could figure out how to win. We took Iraq in like 30 days. So we take their country, take their oil, and kick them out of their own country. All of a sudden, no country has the heart to sponsor terrorism if it costs them their country. The world gets peace in the Mideast, we get a 51st state oil independence and more leverage over China and Russia. Russia spread too thin in Ukraine, and China is thinking twice about Taiwan. You may think it naive, but a little bit of subterfuge and a bold plan can go a long ways when no one is expecting it. And then the power of balance is back where it belongs. Finally, I'd like to talk about Trump theory. Is he really a leader? Is he really a populist? Can he be both? I think Trump is more of a populist than a leader. When he was elected, he rode the populist wave of illegal immigration all the way to the White House. He read the tea leaves of the American populace and became the vessel for their desire for a secure border. His broadcast of their desire endear Trump to the American people and created a deep bond because they finally felt heard and validated. So much so that he has a huge lead in the polls even though he has been faltering a lot in interviews recently. He doesn't look so much as a leader but as a news critic himself. Now that the party of pedophiles may be, now be doing something on the border does that hurt his chances? Maybe. Should he find the next wave to ride into the White House? Maybe. It was the issue that got him elected. It was the man who that lost the next election. He is currently in no man's land. While martyrdom may be propping him up, I don't think it will put him in office by itself. Populism as mob rule is bad, but populism as representation is good. Populism is also better for domestic policy and rarely good for foreign policy. Will Trump try to ride the wave of the deep state back into office? Maybe, but he also said he would drain the swamp the last time he was elected. For Sinaquanana News, I'm Persona Non Grata. Please spay and neuter your politicians. Good night.